welcome everybody to episode 26 of the Q2Q podcast. Uh, if you don't know us by now, my name is Becca. I'm Ben. And we are here to talk to you about all things Disney theme parks and things related to those things. Um, how many times can I say things in a sentence? The world may never know. Um, I'll start counting. So That's like 10. <laughs> It's like Q to Q points. Ah, yes. Which, I don't know who's leading anymore. One point every time Becca says things. Steve, that's your job. Every time Ben says buddy, you get a point. (laughs) Or pal, both of us. Or pal, or guy. Not your friend guy, not your pal. We should uh, create a drinking game with this podcast where it's like anytime Ben says buddy, either of us say pal, if I say um, or anyway... We've been a drinking You'd podcast be... this whole time. We never thought of making it a drinking game. <laughs> I don't think we've been in operation long enough to know the things we say often. But That's now true. I you kind of need inside jokes for it. I think we've almost established some of those. Sure have, yeah. buddy. <laughs> and then finish finish your beer every time Penn questions the ratio of fun down to splashdown. <laughs> the world may never know. Anyway, the world may never know, at least not till 2021. Speaking of finishing your beer... What are you drinking or nothing? Because you had a big old long Uh, day today. My fridge is empty and I didn't have time to stop for beer. So I'm drinking sadness. Nah, just kidding. Ben, how much alcohol do you have in your house? (laughs) Well, I have like a good amount of liquor, just nothing to mix it with. And I'm not just going to be like shooting back gin while I'm here. (laughs) I see nothing wrong with this. Yeah, you're right. I really got to step up my game. (laughs) Uh... I am, I think I was drinking this last week, uh, Shipyard Pumpkinhead is back, and I'm Pumpkin a happy a little bean. Um, nice. My I favorite. probably had my last Sam Summer of the year this week. I'm kind of sad about it. I but. promise you that before the end of the fall season, I will stock back up on Shipyard Pumpkinhead. I was drinking it to like the end of March last year. <laughs> or this year. It was this year. I mean, year. it's a good choice. That's what put us into quarantine. I ran out of shipyard pumpkin head. Oh, well, don't I'm make sorry, that mistake everybody. this year. I will double the amount. Great. If I have to go another year without Disney, I'm. That's why everyone should subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. Support my pumpkin yes. head addiction. <laughs> That's the only thing it goes to. <laughs> is just becca's pumpkin head addiction that's but not that's true okay. speaking of our patreon yeah, if you love a us lie. a lot you should subscribe to our patreon which is patreon slash patreon.com slash q to q most of our funds right now are actually going to our wonderful editor filmmaker brunch for all of our videos and vlogs but if we get more subscribers we can do more cool things and also i will get more alcohol so who doesn't love it and more merch potentially so if you like us oh, yeah, a little so much more merch um We'll be having merch soon, and definitely hit that follow button, whatever you're listening on. Anchor, if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. Get that podcast delivered right to your phone every week mm-hmm. when we drop a new episode. Um, that's about it for introductions, right? Yeah. Uh, other than that, how was your week? My week was pretty good. I worked all week. Uh, my whole body is very sore because we just got a new space down the hall, which meant all of our warehouse stuff went to now has a place to live as opposed to it just being like an extra entity in our office so it was my job to move all of it down the hallway and it's oh fun sound and lighting equipment that is very heavy which was fun um 
And then today... <laughs> what? No, it's not heavy. <laughs> today I hiked Pack Monadnock, which is Monadnock Mountain Junior Ooh. with Mike. And uh, that was exhausting. I, it was technically... I mean, like, it's a little baby mountain and people will think... If people listen and know Pack Monadnock... <laughs> Pack Monadnock, they'll be like, Becky, you didn't hike a mountain. Say that but, five like, times fast. <laughs> I have never actually hiked a mountain until today. Yeah. I guess I still haven't, but... It's probably like Blue Job and, uh, you ever hiked Blue Job? Never it's hiked a mountain. Up, up in our neck of the woods by your lake house. It's like five minutes up, but it's nice. It's a fire yeah. tower on top, but it's a good view. Do that next. <laughs> Great. I will. How was your week, um, Ben? What'd you do? I worked. I worked all week. I had a couple days off, but tonight was actually the highlight because we ordered sandwiches from Kalos, um, at work today which was really cool. They DoorDash. Um, so Kalos is awesome. And they had it, uh, the sandwich that I got also came with a little pickle in a bag. So that was a great highlight. But they also came, the pickle in the bag came with a red and white striped bread tie, you know, like tie up bread bags. And that happens to be Miko's favorite toy. Miko's my cat for you guys who don't know. And then it also came with a bag of croutons that had a white bread tie. So I grabbed them both and she was so happy when I got home just to see me. And I pulled them out at the same time. And I was like, Miko, which one do you want tonight? And she walks up and she boops the red and the white one. So I throw it down for her and she's still playing with it. It's been like 30 minutes. <laughs> That's... So that was the highlight of my entire week was having my cat choose her toy. <laughs> that is the most wholesome thing I think you've ever said on this podcast of just like, you're yeah. like the highlight of my week was bread ties from my sandwich. Yep. Amazing. I mean, the sandwich itself was really good. It was like a Thanksgiving sandwich. Awesome. Uh, so, we've talked like, about Caleb's on here before, or maybe we had to cut that portion. I don't remember. Um, but maybe. if we haven't, um, we will give free, free, di like free props to Califs because Califs is a phenomenal country store in Ben, Ben's hometown and my my lake house hometown. So, yeah, great check place. it out if you're in the uh, the Seacoast, New Hampshire Seacoast area. Go to Califs, check it out. It's fun. Yeah, so uh, that's my week. Anyway, we should probably get on to the news. Yeah, you want to start? Yeah, so um, this is definitely news to me. Um, a new Haunted Mansion movie is in the works with Katie Dippold attached to it. And uh, is this... Now, I don't know anything about this article. Is this going to be a sequel to the old Haunted Mansion or is it going to be like a reboot? I believe it's a brand new film. I think they're going to go kind of along the lines of like the Jungle Cruise. But uh, if you don't know Katie Dippold, she was actually a writer on Parks and Rec on the new Ghostbusters and the movie The Heat. Um, oh, nice. So... It'll be it'll be interesting. I feel like it it will still be a comedy with that because Parks and Rec, Ghostbusters, and the Just Heat are all get Eddie Murphy movie. back. <laughs> I, yeah, no, for for sure. I'm I'm sure it'll be a comedy, but yeah. So we'll see. I am excited. I don't know if it's going to be a cinematic film or like a Disney Plus film, but it just said they just announced it like a couple days ago, which cool. Well, that's cool interesting news. Yeah. Um, yeah next, we, we have our have... Disney Plus lineup for September. Yes, which this isn't all of it, but I kind of just summarized the ones I kind feel like people would care about. So we have a Mulan coming, of course. You got the Mighty Ducks, 
um, Never Been Kissed, Strange Magic, Christopher Robin, Ever After a Cinderella I cry Story. every time. Once Upon a Time, Soy Luna, Becoming, Gordon Ramsay, Uncharted, Muppet Babies, The D- Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, which we talked about a couple weeks ago with Shay, and then The Secret yep. Society of Second Born Roller- Royals, which, uh, if you remember a few months ago, we talked about um, the first live-action Black Prince, and that's that show that we were referencing. So, some cool stuff coming. Oh, man. Speaking of live-action uh, Black Princes, though, got to give a shout-out to our boy from Black Panther. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman. <sighs> Chadwick, yeah. Honestly, a legend. I actually, so I will admit that I've never seen Black Panther. Um, however, an insane performance of his was given in the movie 42 about Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorite uh, yeah. historical movies. And it's just, he is an incredible actor. And uh, yeah, he will be missed very much. So. Yes, and it's actually it was incredible because I you were seeing that he was actually diagnosed in 2016, and he produced mm-hmm. or he was in how many films since then, going through all Quite of the treatment few. like insane. I think it was at least four. In, but, amazing, incredible. Yeah, I so absolutely it, stunning legacy he leaves behind. Lost him too soon. Uh, yeah, I'm really sad about missed. that. But, uh, uh, so, so yeah. But that's okay. So back to uh, back to our news. Sorry, this is a bit of a sadder note, but yeah. <laughs> On a lighter note, we a few months ago we talked about one of the Disney executives actually left Disney and took a job as TikTok CEO, and he has now resigned. It's been three months. Huh. I wonder why. Maybe it's not I, like TikTok. I was going to say banned. I don't really blame <laughs> him. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be the CEO of TikTok. Nope, I would not either. I mean, it was probably a nice pay raise for him at the time. Though, who knows? Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Now it's Um, it's, the ship is sinking and can't bail it fast enough. Anyway, so Universal plainly carries Raptor statue through park to the site of a new roller coaster. And there's no official announcement that a Jurassic Park coaster is coming? Yeah, no, so... But we all know. (laughs) Yeah, Universal, they've built a roller coaster in the Jurassic Park area. It is very clearly a roller coaster. It's a pretty big roller coaster. And uh, there were photos Mm -hmm. that were wandering around the internet this week of, like, a full-size raptor statue just being carried (laughs) through the park. And, uh, And you know the meme from iCarly when it's, like, Spencer pushing the ostrich into the elevator and they're yep. like what you got there and he's like a smoothie, <laughs> what you got there? smoothie? it's a uh, that Except was it's universal holt pushing a raptor statue correct a smoothie gotcha is great good meme so super nintendo world has begun construction in hollywood yeah so, so i knew it was we'll see we'll see a super nintendo world so that's friggin exciting yeah we'll have to go when they open it yeah, when I make my trip out to LA. Yep, got to go to see Disneyland anyway, so I may as well do both. I mean, they are like an hour and a half away from each other, but sure. Well, still, in this, I go to Disney World and then go to Busch Gardens. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's doable. Um, yeah, and then speaking of Jurassic Park still, there's new concept art for Jurassic World at Universal Studios Beijing. 
So Ooh. very exciting. I'm really glad that the Jurassic Park IP continues to put out pretty good movies. Like, I, of course, like nothing will be as good as the first one, but I thought the Jurassic World movie, the first one, was actually really good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I it's actually still have relevant. not watched the Jurassic World movies. I really need to. Um, so that's 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 on my watch list. I'll get to it eventually before I go to Universal. How about that? <laughs> Good plan. I mean, you don't have to watch Jurassic World to go to the one in Florida because it's Jurassic Park still. True, true. I, I just want to watch it. Sure. Great. Yeah, looks um, great. So how do you feel about the concept of drive through haunted houses, Ben? Oof, that sounds like a disaster waiting to happen, and I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right, so you see people... Oh, get, get, continue, continue. No, go ahead. No, 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 I want to hear your side first, and then I'll give my counter. So I like that it's that people are considering it as an option this year because you are not mm-hmm. being able to go to a lot of haunted houses, but I can see where there could be a lot of danger involved. And what's your concern? Yeah. Um, people get punched in haunted houses when they're walking through. I'd be concerned of people stomping on the gas when they get scared and either, you know, running someone over or causing a huge accident. I just don't think yeah. it's a good idea. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's the thing I would agree with as well. It's just the concern of safety in a, in a drive through haunted house. Um, I have mm-hmm. also seen that, uh, I don't remember which place was, was releasing it, but there's, um, it's Scream and Stream, and it's like a haunted house experience through your computer. I would think it's, com- it's similar to a, um, like a amnesia the dark descent situation of like a or like yeah. a five nights at freddy's or something like that of a like a live through haunt mm-hmm. situation i'm curious that sounds great i was Probably gonna say i'd I honestly rather just put on my vr headset and <laughs> just play a scary game in my basement <laughs> oh, ben. Um, and finally <laughs> in the news, house, i'll do that uh finally in the news china's theme parks are booming because locals have nowhere to go. Awesome. <laughs> Isn't that wild of just like... It's whack. Like, Absolutely whack. It's not a large part of their economy normally. It's just like a thing mm-hmm. that they have, but it's just they're, it's, they're doing really, really well because there's nowhere yeah. for them to leave, which is kind of fun. Well, good for the industry over there, I guess. Maybe we'll be able to go yeah, someday. We- at least they won't be closed down from this. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so that's the news. So that's that's it. Yeah, I guess. Um, so we'll get right into it right after the break. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to tell you about our new partnership with Scribble Script Studio. Scribble Script is an independently owned small business specializing in custom lettering designs. The artist behind it, Emma, is located in the Orlando area, and frequently she can be found visiting the parks for inspiration. Some of my favorite stickers are her Happily Ever After Dumbo sticker and her Tower of Terror suitcase. So check her out on Instagram. Make sure you let her know that Q2Q sent you. And if you're looking for some fun stickers to put on your laptop or your favorite water bottle, make sure you check out her Etsy shop at Scribble Script Studio and use the code Q spelled just like the podcast at checkout for 15% off your order today. That's code Q Q U E U E spelled just like the podcast for 15% off your order at Scribble Script Studios. 
And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. And we're Welcome back. back. I hope you enjoyed that ad. It's my favorite. Oh yeah. You know, it really just never gets old. I love hearing it time again, time and time again. Yeah, because even though we recorded it a long time ago, we still listen to it in the, during the ad break. Yeah. We love it. You know? We I fall it's asleep timeless. to it at night. Yeah. I just put it on repeat, do my breathing exercises to it in the morning. Yes. Good time. It's a good way to solid way to get. Okay, anyway. Uh, so today. <laughs> I like that both of us are just like, I'm in bed. I'm in bed yeah. is, <laughs> there's no more to go. We've don't, beaten the horse to death. I don't know uh, <laughs> where it's going. Anyway. So today we are revisiting the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Yahoo. Something we haven't tackled in about nine episodes, right? Yeah, it was episode 17 where we covered C. Mm-hmm. um so that's crazy we were originally supposed to do this like once a month and then here we are you know over two months later i mean i'm not complaining we did some pretty cool stuff in between so we'll see yeah no absolutely um so it's just funny how time flies you know oh yeah insane um so like we said last time we got a lot of our sources from offhand disney the disney wikipedia fandom page which like I, <laughs> say what you want it's not real anyway I can cut, bring True. my facts from false places. Uh, Fastback Fast, theme, Theme Park Insider, Jungle Skipper, That Disney Girl, and oh, I already said the Wiki Fandom. Beautiful. Um, so sure before did. we uh, get into the next topic, we're going to just do a quick recap. So Ben, do you want to start for, with number one there? Yeah, so it's a, uh, it's a fictional society originating in Tokyo Disney Sea, And it was... Founded August 12th, 1538 in Italy, Porto Paradiso. It is scientists, explorers, researchers, artists, travelers, and adventurers from around the globe. And four guiding concepts of the society are adventure, represented as a galleon, romance, represented by an armillary sphere, discovery, represented by a compass, and innovation, which is represented by artist tools. And uh, their mission is the mission of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers is to collect, conserve, and curate valuable cultural and artistic artifacts from around the world and make them available to the public as an, in an artistically pleasing and sensitive manner. It is furthermore the mission of the organization to equip and mount sociocultural expeditions to discover, explore, chronicle, and protect the artistic achievements of human society, past and present, exalted and forgotten. And this is found on the sea mission statement found at the Oceaneers lab and uh, a mystic manor. So the way this, this episode is going to work is we last episode, we covered three members of a sea after we covered the extensive history. So if you haven't already gotten our extensive history of sea, you, I would jump back to episode 17 before jumping into this episode um, where we also talk Absolutely. about Harrison Hightower um, and Lord Henry mystic and Camilla Falco, which are three pretty prominent members of C. Um, so what we're going to start with right now is we're going to talk in talk about the rest of the members that we know about, and we're going to start with Ca- Captain Mary Oceaneer. So Mary Oceaneer was first introduced by a portrait in Lord Henry Mystic, Lord Henry Mystic's Mystic Manor. Huh, that's a hard thing to say. Say that five times fast. I don't want to. Uh, second time <laughs> I've said that this episode. 
her character was further developed on the Disney Cruise Line by the invention of the Oceaneer's Lab, which, where we learn that she is a treasure hunter and a diver in search of the lost wonders of the sea. The first voyage on the Oceaneer's Lab was on July 30th, 1898, which was 100 years before the Disney Magic first set sail to the date. And she uncovered Ooh. buried treasure on Castaway Cay, which is, uh, for those of you who have ever been on a Bahamian cruise for the Disney Cruise Line, that's the Disney's private island. She displays these treasures in her lab for all to see, and she also has a fondness of pirate lore, which is why there's a pirate's night on most of the Bahamian cruises. Um, and uh -oh. Mary would never be caught without her faithful parrot, Salty. Except, uh, is he in this picture? Yeah, I know. I noticed that too. Uh, I think we just caught her without Salty. Well. <laughs> so you guys will see when we post the episode on Facebook. We'll, I assume we'll post pictures of these sea members. But anyway, um, mm -hmm. so more information about Mary Oceaneer was discovered after the installation of the Misadventure Falls attraction at Typhoon Lagoon. Uh, the ride is set in the aftermath of one of her adventures about the MS Salty. Is that four? Four. That is four. Or just Ivy. Salty four ship. Um, while she and her second parrot, Duncan, were traversing the seven seas. They, she wrecked because she didn't have Salty. I'm wondering uh, if... Um, I'm wondering if Salty passed, so that's why she has Duncan. And that's why she, he's not in that photo. Uh, Ford mm. Salty. Anyway. Uh, so they were caught in a storm and they ended up stranded on, in Typhoon Lagoon. Um, most of the wreck was scattered or yeah, around the shipwreck site. And when visiting Typhoon Lagoon, you can find signs all around her shipwreck detailing the accident. And you can even find Duncan searching for lost items with a spyglass while riding Misadventure Falls. Duncan is Whoa. an animatronic. Like he speaks. It's the first That's animatronic awesome. in either of the Disney water parks. It's, it's, he's no kidding. I love him. Um, I gotta go check it out. Yeah. Also, Typhoon Lagoon is Typhoon lit. In a while. It's, it's so such good. a great park. I love it. Um, but items from Mary's explorations can also be found in the Adventures in Adventureland's Skipper Canteen. It is also suspected that Mary Oceaneer was named after the legendary Mary Blair. Mary was part of the Walt Disney Animation team working working with the three caballeros, Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, and Peter Pan. She also created many theatrical sets in Disneyland, including the st the Small World mural. The one outside oh, of, cool. of the original Disneyland and the one that was uh, posted at the 1964-5 World's Fair. So oh, that's, cool. that's Mary Oceaneer. She's got a cool mm -hmm. life. So it's another very prominent member. Mm -hmm. Speaking um, of prominent. And then this is, yeah, this guy is definitely prominent. So this is the story of Barnabas T. Bullion. Um, he was first introduced as a character from the 2013 refurbishment of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and he has only been seen in a portrait from In the Queue, and Walt Disney Imagineering has shed light on his backstory. It reads, Barnabas T. Bullion is the founder and president of the Big Thunder Mountain, uh, not railroad, Big Thunder Mountain Mining Company. Uh, the longtime mining magnate comes from a powerful East Coast family and considers gold to be his very birthright by nature of his oddly appropriate name. In Ooh, fact, yeah, he gold. considers... Sure does. <laughs> In... So... <laughs> he considers the ultimate gold strike to be his destiny. 
That is why he's having so much trouble with Big Thunder Mountain. According to the superstitious locals, Big Thunder Mountain is very protective of the gold it holds within, and the unfortunate soul who attempts to mine its riches is destined to fail. Uh, and so far, the prophecy has come to pass. The mine has been plagued by mysterious forces and natural disasters ever since. And yet, the Big Thunder Mountain Mining Company, just sorry, the Big Thunder Mining Company is still in operation. In fact, Bullion is discovering new veins of gold and digging in new shafts every day, offering a closer look at the Big Thunder Mining operations than ever before. But a word to the wise for anyone attempting to visit the mountain, watch out for runaway trains. And flash forward to nowadays when apparently it's the mine of lost souls. <laughs> Cursed mine, you say? Are they connected? Oh, it's a but, but it better be. Yeah, she's climbing on my desk and being a pain, so I'm going to do some living. Hey. Um, but more on Boolean. So that was the, the explanation that Imagineering has given for his backstory. And letters in the queue of Big Thunder Mountain also informed the reader that he bought his drilling machine from fellow C member Jason Chandler. Since the supernatural has been on Earth, or had been on Earth, Chandler has been advising Boolean to stop his operation and move to a different site. But Boolean is also connected to the Disneyland, um, Disneyland Big Thunder in the town of Rainbow Ridge. The town, that in it, oh my brain, hold on. Boolean is a town, Bullion is connected to Disneyland in the town of Rainbow Ridge over in California. That is the town that Big Thunder is located in over at Disneyland. Through the comic of the Disney Kingdoms, Big Thunder Mountain, we learn that Abigail Bullion, the daughter of Barnabas, is trying to get to the bottom of what is wrong with her father's mining operation. Barnabas stubbornly tries to get the mining operation to work to support the town, but he learns that his foreman, Willikers, has no regard to safety and has kept Bullion in the dark about exactly how bad the conditions in the mines are. And actually, I was looking to try to purchase this book so I could act, so I could learn more and, like, adem this, this, this yeah. part so that I can come back and revisit it in a future episode. Even if we don't do another full C episode, we can revisit it. Um, yeah, absolutely. And the addition of the foreman in the comic is actually through talks with Imagineer Tony Baxter. The character is based on him. And if you look at the portrait, it's pretty obvious that it's supposed to be Tony Baxter. Um, and he wanted Bullion to be a little bit more redeemable since, after all, it was his face. Excellent. Um, and I wanted to just talk about Bullion's greed and, like, uh, ignorance of superstition and compare him to Hightower. Because they're very, it's they seem similar. very similar. Um, I will say at least Bullion purchased the site. And it sounds like he wasn't actually aware of how bad the conditions are in the mine. <laughs> that's true. As opposed I to, mean, you know, Hightower spitting in the face of the idol and putting out his cigarette in it. <laughs> yeah, what a dick. They're just saying guess, F.U. superstition. Yeah, I, I guess he... I guess that's right. Yeah, I would put Hightower as, like, so far, the worst C member. Yeah. Um, anyway, next. Yeah, so the next uh, member we are talking about is Dr. Albert Falls. Uh, Dr. Albert Falls has been an unvisualized... It's not a word. <laughs> 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 <It's> a... <laughs> 
That's him, I'm sorry. A... <laughs> I, um, I just have to tell let's, the, let's the world. Here. I just have to tell the world what I did to Ben just now. I set him up for <laughs> failure. Um, I so this episode, if you can't tell That's by the right. way Ben and I are speaking, uh, it's a scripted episode, and I <laughs> wrote the word unvisualized, which I was like. That's not a word, but I put it in the script to be like, Ben, I'm fully aware that unvisualized is not a word. But is it? I don't even know. Who knows? Honestly, I would just say he's, he's been an unrealized character or something. Whatever. I don't care. Just keep going. Um, but yeah, so he's been a character without a face on Jungle Cruise for years. Let's go with that. Um, he was mentioned in the Jungle Cruise as a joke. And here we have... Schweitzer Falls, named for after the world-famous Albert Falls. If you don't get it now, we'll go over it later. <laughs> we love the Jungle Cruise. Two drums and a cymbal fall off a cliff. Anyway, of course, Schweitzer Falls is actually named after the Nobel Prize-winning Albert Schweitzer. So you can see where they were going. In 2015, the Jungle Cruise story was expanded into the Skipper Canteen, where he became the founder of the Jungle Navigation Company. Uh, Dr. Albert Falls was a scientist known for his ability to navigate the remote rivers of the world and for his incredible sense of humor. He found the sunken Cambodian temple known to some as the Shur Li Temple. And on August 12th, Uh 1891, he discovered the backside of water at Schweitzer Falls. And in 1911, he founded the Jungle Navigation Company, which he hoped would help bring cargo up and down the remote rivers of the jungle for his fellow explorers. The headquarters of the Jungle Navigation Company would serve as his home and held a secret meeting room for members of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers in his library. Quick side note, Ben, I'm impressed at your ability to just glaze over all of my typos in the script. (laughs) Uh, The brain is a miraculous thing. Uh, When... (laughs) Albert's granddaughter, Alberta Falls, turned eight. She went. She was sent to live with Dr. Falls due to so her original. adventurous spirit. <laughs> Albert Skippers became a uh, Albert Skippers became a family to Alberta, and after Albert's eventual death, she became the new president of the Jungle Navigation Company and began offering tours on the Jungle Cruise in 1931. So, fun fact: um, over in Disneyland Paris, one of the suitors of the bride features in Phantom Manor. Paris's haunted mansion. His name is Captain Rowan D. Falls. He's the captain of the Mark Twain riverboat, and judging by his profession, perhaps he could be a relative or ancestor of Dr. Albert Falls. Who heckin' knows? So, I mean, everything seems connected, I'm um, sure. Yeah, and quick sidebar I think Albert Falls and Lord Henry Mystic tie as my favorite sea members. I know we haven't gotten to all They're of them, interesting. but they seem to be like genuinely cool people that mm-hmm. want to share the knowledge and love and right. they also have two of the most like fleshed out backstories but i don't know i haven't so, been on um mystic cool. manor yet but i've seen that it's an amazing ride <laughs> yeah i really want to go on it we will eventually next you have jock Lindsay. Jock Lindsay is an actual character from an actual IP. He is the pilot that we can see most often flying with Indiana Jones in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. So the story goes, after the escapades of the films, Jock and Indy would search for the Fountain of Youth, rumored to be in Florida. 
um, he was frustrating Jones after choosing to stop at the fake roadside attraction at the Fountain of Youth in St. Augustine along the way. Finally, while flying over the small town of Disney Springs, Lindsay fell in love with the waters and decided to settle there. He opened Jock Lindsay's hair bar, and sometime before 1948, he was inducted into the Society of Explorers and Adventurers for his travel with Indiana Jones. That is so interesting. I had no idea that that's what the hangar bar was from. Yeah, it's Jock. It's based on Jock Lindsay from Indiana Jones. If you go in there, I don't know if you've ever that's been so in there. Um, it's I haven't. It's themed. I will, I will now though. Um, and there's also sea memorabilia in Jock Lindsay's hangar bar, which is where it's like that's how you know it's completely canon because it's it's there. Um, that's awesome. So our next member of C, his name is Jason Chandler, and he's a really, really interesting character. Um, Jason Chandler is an inventor and served as the president of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers in the late 1800s. He was originally a character and and the founder of the unbuilt Discovery Bay, which was supposedly going to be an expansion of Disneyland based on the technological advances advances of the 1800s. In the spring of 1992 issue of Disney News, they elaborated more on the backstory of Big Thunder Mountain, which reads, A highly imaginative tale includes the legend of a young inventor named Jason Chandler, who lived in a town called International Village during the peak gold rush years in the Big Thunder region, circa 1849. According to the Chronicles, the young inventor devised a drilling machine with the capability of boring into the very heart of Big Thunder Mountain. There, the veins of gold ran so deep it was rumored they could produce a mother load that would bring a man enough wealth to last a hundred lifetimes and more. But a cave. What? This is taken directly from this article, so I don't know what this is. But a cave and occurred that occurred on Big Thunder. Cave in. Cave in. Wow, Becca, you don't know how to compose things. But a cave in occurred on Big Thunder Mountain and buried 26 miners alive. They would have drawn their last breath then and there had it not been for the inventor and his laughable drilling machine. He burrowed down into the Earth's core, rescuing miners from certain deaths. It should have been a moment of joy and celebration, but as the men scrambled to the arms of safety, a massive earthquake shook the ground and the cavernous maw opened up, swallowing the inventor and his machine whole. The miners, as well as the citizens of the village, struggled day and night against the mountain trying to dig the young man from his living tomb, but they never saw him or a nugget of gold again. Big Thunder has taken its vengeance not only on the miners, but on their wealth as well. The mountain had gone bust, and it became just a matter of time before only ghosts resided there. Surprisingly, Chandler survived the incident and knowing, and knowing how many lives were wasted pursuing gold, decided to use the knowledge to better mankind. He established a scientific outpost in Northern California named Discovery Bay and spent his time funding research into strange and unusual technologies. He even salvaged the remains of the Nautilus and continued to work on, and continued the work of Captain Nemo. Originally, Disney set out to release a mini-series called the Discovery Bay Chronicles, which would tell the story of Jason Chandler, but the, but the movie Island on Top of the World, which Discovery Bay was based on, flopped. Thus, the Discovery Bay expansion was canceled, and Jason Chandler would be a forgotten character. Oh, um, that is until the 2013 refurbishment of Big Thunder Mountain, where there are letters from Jason Chandler to Barnabas T. Bullion, warning him of the dangers of the supernatural surrounding Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, the letter reads, Dear, Dear Barney, Great Caesar's ghost, old chap. I haven't heard from you since our little misadventure in El Dorado. 
I am indeed sorry to hear of the second disturbance within Big Thunder Mountain, but I did warn you that you were prospecting at your own peril when I sold you the drilling machine. I took the liberty of consulting Madame Zarkov at the Museum of the Weird, and it is her considered opinion that you should abandon the entire operation at once and find a less volatile site. I wish I had better news for you, old boy, but some forces simply are not meant to be trifled with. On behalf of your compatriots at sea, I do hope to see you around the club a bit more often. Yours in exploration and adventure, Jason, Jason Chandler, founding, founding member, member of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. I feel like he's not a founding member if it was actually made in 1546. <laughs> Just gotta throw that in there. I don't know. In the Disney Kingdom's book, uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Chandler is seen to be an employee as Bullion, helping his daughter Abigail Bullion use the gold they mine to enrich the lives of the townspeople. Um, and like I said, I'm about to order this book so I can know more. Because All right. I'm very excited to explore the idea of the Disney Kingdom's book. Because there's like so many that are like, they're like produced by Marvel comics about Disney park attractions. There's one about Figment and the Dreamfinder that I just ordered. Very excited. I, there's no way that the Dreamfinder is not part of C. Like, how? Yeah. How has he not we'll been to, brought we'll up? We'll have to figure that out. All right. So that's all the big characters, right? No. That we, that we know of? Or are there more? I mean, Meriwether Adam Pleasure has a little bit, but we'll... I'll, we'll talk about him in a second. I'll explain what's what's going on with okay. him. Okay. Yeah, we let's just there. we'll just keep going. Uh, but yeah, so our next is Captain Brio. Uh, Captain Brio is a character from the movie Island at the Top of the World, which again is the movie that the concept of Discovery Island was based on. He is the eccentric inventory <laughs> inventor. <laughs> he is the Shut eccentric up. inventor and pilot of the Hyperion. Uh, he is known to be overly friendly and has many harebrained schemes that he is very loud about. He is also eager to prove his worth and make history. I want to watch this movie. That was was supposed to be part of my agenda today, and I never got around to it. Um, But he originally built the Hyperion for a group of Americans, but when they backed out, he couldn't afford to finish it. So Sir Anthony Ross bought it and saw saw it through to completion. When Ross found it, it was... uh, When... Oh doing great becca it's almost 10 o'clock at night which is very late compared to when we usually record um when ross found out it was for a trip to the arctic he thought it was foolish to send send it along but eventually he was coaxed into the idea chaos ensued and now the movie is on my watch list the hyperion was actually supposed to be the centerpiece of discovery bay and now it it lives on docked in disneyland paris's discovery bay because that's the thing um Discovery Bay was originally supposed to be for Disneyland, and then when they were um, designing Disneyland Paris, as we discussed in the Michael Eisner episode, Tony Baxter was the lead Imagineer on the whole park, so he was like, hey, hey it's my time, and brought us <laughs> Discovery Bay, and Discovery Bay is objectively way cooler than the Tomorrowlands that we have, because it's a timeless Tomorrowland. That is pretty cool. So that's I think you could Captain argue Rio. that Tomorrowland's timeless, regardless, because it's kind of a retro future. I think we've talked about that. Yeah. Uh, but um, next is Meriwether Adam Pleasure, uh, the founder of the Adventurers Club on Pleasure Island in the old downtown Disney. Pleasure was nicknamed the Great Funmeister. 
by those who knew him. He was described as a wise fool, mad visionary, scoundrel, scalawag, and seeker of enjoyment. He used his wealth from sailing to indulge in his spirit of adventure sail before making. he seriously disappeared. Well, sail making. <laughs> Sorry. Wasn't really sure where to go with that from sailing. <laughs> <laughs> to indulge his like, of adventure before he mysteriously disappeared at sea. It sounds like a weird rap name. Sailman. Little Sailman. Well, now I know. Little Sailman. Well, now I know what my SoundCloud's going to be. Also, uh, wise fool, mad visionary, scoundrel, scalawag, and seeker of enjoyment could also describe you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'm totally uh, okay with that. Uh, visitors of Pleasure Island in the 1980s could wander around and learn the backstory of how the space came to be the sprightly night scene it was. He was actually the one who created the resort under the shipwreck at Typhoon Lagoon and the Grand Floridian, which is something that a lot of people forget about. His story has changed many times since the original, but it also appears that out of all the sea members created by Imagineering, Pleasure was actually the first written about. There's so much written history about pleasure and it would actually take quite a while to go through it so his full biography will be bonus content for our patreon listeners so once again if you want to hear that backstory Ooh. gotta go to patreon.com slash q to q and subscribe it's not that much money please help please help um so the next few characters we don't actually know a lot about so we're just kind of gonna zip right through them and by don't know a lot about it's literally it like up. A couple different sentences. There's not much on them. <laughs> yeah. So this is Professor R. Blauerhimmel. That's the only guess Hopefully I got. I got that right. <laughs> but, you know, I dare you to do better. Um, he appears in a portrait at Mystic Manor. He can be seen in Disneyland's Bengal Barbecue Restaurant in the cockpit of a biplane. His name literally translates to blue sky, which is the phrase Imagineering uses when they are imagining the no limits phase of conceptualizing a new attraction yep blue sky phase it's the first phase um then there's charlton tabaret who is an artist whose paintings can be seen in lord henry mystic's manor he occasionally joins uh lord henry and albert the monkey um out in the field and uh again not much is known about him he just seems to be a, a painter Yep, and this is, uh, the next one is Dr. J.L. Batarista, not Barista, but Batarista. <laughs> His portrait makes appearance at Mystic Manor um, in the Hotel Hightower meeting painting. He also donated a captain's hat to Mary Oceaneer so that she could display it in her ship, currently on display on board the ships of the Disney Cruise Line. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Professor Garrett Reed, who is the main character of the Jungle River Cruise Curse of the Emerald Trinity Halloween Overlay at Hong Kong Disneyland's Jungle Cruise in 2015. That is a very specific character. Wow. Insanely sure spe like specific. Uh, he is an archaeologist known for his unethical practices and his obsession of forbidden knowledge and immortality. After getting his membership stripped away from Henry Mystic in 1929, he became somewhat of a rival to the one and only Indiana Jones. Reed, too, sought the, sought the Peru idol, but failed. In December of 1932, Reed was running from authorities while seeking out the Emerald Trinity, which was, which was a cursed set of jewels said to grant immortality to whoever could get, get them out of the jungle alive. So, Professor Garrett Reed, um, if you want to know a little bit more 
um, see if you can find a version of this Jungle Cruise that has captions in English because even if you just watch it over like by just experiencing it even though it's in uh, Cantonese you'll still be able to kind of get the gist of what's going on but it mm-hmm. it was a really cool it was like it was a Halloween overlay of the Jungle Cruise in Hong Kong yeah if you have a link could you send that to me yeah I'll try to find it and I'll That'd post awesome. it on the on the Facebook um, as well so this next one is an unnamed explorer. Um, he also looks like Joe Rody, and his gear is very much that of a mountain climber. I wonder where he's I going. I believe... Definitely I don't know. not to see Disco Yeti. Well, is he going to see Disco Yeti, or is he going to the Matterhorn? Because... It's Joe Rody. Yes. He's going to see Disco Yeti. <laughs> but how... So here's the thing of why I don't know if that would be... I mean, there is the Ananda Portee Company, which is a made up tea company and again we need to get shay back to talk about it um but with adding a weird storyline or an extra storyline to the queue i feel like would be taking away the integrity that everest already has like everest is already a beautifully designed queue and ride i feel like adding c to it might be a little bit of a struggle unless he's the one who manned the mission to explore the Forbidden Mountain. Who knows? Could be. Who we won't know until they name him. Can't wait. But hey, you know, who knows? Maybe he's just going to go see Harold. We don't know. Who knows? Um, the next one is uh, Chef Tandaji, and he is the namesake of <laughs> namesake, the namesake of the Tandaji's crispy chicken on the kids' menu of the Skipper Canteen. His membership fez is in on display. No, is in the display case of the library. Yep, I'm assuming he's just a chef that carries along with all of yeah. them, having a good time. Then we got San- San- Sanjo Sio. Uh, don't know what they do. Don't know gender. Yeah. Don't know preference. You guys know? Know nothing about it. All Send there is is there's, um, I believe their fez is in the case, as well as their paddle over it, uh, uh, Tropical Hideaway in Disneyland. Um, you also awesome. have Luana T T X Sierra T X Sierra could be Tejera Tejera maybe um, who know. is she is a photographer for C you got Vitali Robistelli which is the first president of C and then you got Doctor Henry Jones uh, he's a motherfucking Indiana Jones go watch the movie if you haven't seen the movie shame on you yeah if you have good you know who he is. <laughs> So, I watched that as a, at a drive-in this year. It was a great time. Um, but that's, did you? That's really all we got. Yeah. We, um, in Barrington, there was a, they had a pop-up drive-in, and they were doing Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I love that movie. It's such a good movie. The soundtrack. It's so good. So good. So great. Um, but that's, so that's all we know to this date about the society and explorers of and adventurers. I'm hoping the next time either of us can get down there, we go to any of the parks, really, not just the Florida parks, um, that we can get yep. a more detailed look at queue lines and at stories and see if there could be any connections. Because I'm wondering if there are hidden connections in Pirates of the Caribbean or 
That'd be interesting. I haven't noticed like, anything posted in Pirates. I'm sure that's not far behind, though. But, like, Haunted Mansion in any of the coasts, like, almost all of the Haunted Mansions outside of the U.S. are connected to it somewhat. So, it's to me, it's only a matter of time. Because almost every big Thunder Mountain is connected to sea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It'd be... Yeah, I'm sure they will. I really uh, love this idea. I'm, I'm, I want, to, I want to, there to be just, like, a team of Imagineers that they're, they are just the Society of Explorers and Adventurers and they're just shoehorning their own tiny yeah. little storylines going on and they're just like, we're over here, you guys are going to go develop IP stuff, we're going we're gonna to actually design stuff, all right? <laughs> we'll be, you guys go over there, we'll be over here. That's what I like to imagine yep. is happening so, over at Disney. Absolutely, I kind of have, I kind of think that's how it's going, but Anyway, so if you want to hear more about um, Meriwether, Adam Pleasure, that little bonus segment, make sure to subscribe to us on Patreon. Um, you can do as little as $5 a month. That is Q2Q, no, patreon.com slash Q2Q. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you like and share this podcast. That helps us a lot. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Anchor, whatever you're listening on. Um, bring a friend. That helps a lot, too. Mm-hmm. What do you got for the people, Becca? Uh, we hopefully will have merch coming pretty soon. Yep, merch. Um, merch is on the way. There's just, you know, a bunch of stuff. So, yeah. And, oh, there's a couple new shows in development that we're, we're coming up with. Yep. Um, I know we're that... putting out that uh, Patreon content for you guys. So, yeah. definitely more and more reasons to subscribe. Yeah, and Brunch is working on our next uh, next few vlogs and stuff, so keep an eye out on mm-hmm. our YouTube. Um, but are those going to be, are those going to be YouTube or Patreon? Those will be YouTube. Those will be public videos. So uh, subscribe okay. to our YouTube, which is just Q2Q on, on the YouTubes. Um, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.